0: All right. Here we go. Josh Johnson in three, two, one. Well, the uh, big sports news of the uh, of the day coming Wednesday, the uh, State of North Dakota, the uh, 3 class high school uh basketball plan uh was approved by the uh, board of directors. Uh, this uh, plan has been uh, well, was implemented, well, if it's implemented, but uh, uh created and tweaked and adjusted and uh, the uh final uh, proposal sent in and approved yesterday and uh uh, another visit here. We had a chance a couple of times over this process to visit with superintendent of schools at uh, Valley city and Josh Johnson. And uh, I'm sure an exciting day for you uh, on Wednesday, but uh, you know, there are a lot of people that have put a lot of time into this and it's, it's been looked at and tweaked and changed and everything else. And well, now it's time to now it's time to move forward and see what happens.
1: You you said it, Brad, and and uh, it was about a 12 month process uh, when uh, we, we had put out some information Back last January asking if there was interest from our member schools to look at a three class plan the focus group was was created they started drafting drafting plans in the fall collecting feedback and then of course it, it went into the hands of the association in December and uh, the association staff and board uh, really rolled up their sleeves and and uh, went to work over the last nine weeks and it all came to fruition yesterday as you you referenced uh, where the board not only approved the plan but approved the implementation for the twenty three twenty four school year
0: I guess the question was um, had you had you received feedback enough that said we want to do this now because we were kind of i wouldn 't say you were at the eleventh hour but you were getting close about trying to start this next year, but what was the uh, what was the the general feeling about we want to start this now comparing to and eh, let 's give it a year and and work out the finer details
1: absolutely yes the The association conducted a, a survey in the last week and a half with our member schools and had had great response. over ninety percent of schools responded to that survey. Essentially, three questions that were asked is uh, um should the board make a decision on february eighth and and uh, overwhelmingly the member schools said yes, we need to know um what what decisions uh upcoming here so that we have time to spare the second second question was uh, should this plan be implemented?" In 23-24 or 24-25, and and again, the majority, uh, 66% of member schools said, yes, we should implement this plan in 23-24. 89% approximately uh, of member schools said, yes, this is the proposed plan that uh, we will support and uh, um, should be implemented again in in 23-24.
0: Uh, and there are still some a few tweaks as far as uh well you know now with three classes you know a does halves b does quarters or shot clock and things like that there's still more to come on that i don't believe i believe this spring they'll start finalizing those uh details correct
1: yep exactly and and there's some some things such as uh co-op uh whether those are going to be created or co-ops dissolved actually and and some of those small schools are going to be able to uh field teams once again and so uh, some of those specifics that uh, will get ironed out, more so probably through the committee process than, than the actual board. And, and I know schools are, are anxious to be able to get uh, all that information and details as well. But uh, ADs, school administrators, our schools are are hitting the ground running. I know that uh, meetings are already happening today to look at schedules for next year. And, and so I, I think there's just a lot of confidence uh, across the state in our school administrators, uh, coaches, and everybody else that uh, – they know what's out ahead of them now and that's what they asked for and so now they're going after it
0: i you know the middle class was you know it was forty schools You ended up finalizing things at uh, 29 uh was that where you got maybe the most pushback was who should fall into that middle division
1: yeah i think so i think uh you know the aa supported this uh um in this version of the plan once the multiplier was dropped uh class b was was again overwhelmingly um uh, in support of this but uh, the the biggest change probably came to that middle class um, when you looked at the the transition of the larger class B teams now competing against the smaller class A teams, and so uh, that's like you said where there was more resistance and and pushback and and more significant change, and so that was anticipated and and uh, you know throughout this process, whether you're talking about the initial survey, the focus group. Or most recent surveys, it was consistent throughout. Uh, I think uh, uh, the questions that uh, or concerns that have been brought up, whether that was the multiplier or travel, have been addressed. And and so the reclassification committee, which is was added in this version of the plan, will also continue to address some of those concerns uh, regarding uh, potential imbalances, uh, particularly in that middle class.
0: A uh, couple of things uh, from the latest proposal. Like I said, you talked about the multiplier, but uh, the, the private schools that, uh, let's say, well, say Oak Grove and Shiloh Christian, for example, that are in Class A districts that fall into that enrollment category. Now Bishop Ryan didn't; they stayed in Class B, but like Trinity and Oak Grove and Shiloh, they go up to that middle class now.
1: Yeah, the the indication that uh, the association has received from. Uh, Dickinson, Trinity, and Shiloh; those are the two that are impacted because their enrollment would put them at class B. Yep. So they are they are opting up to the middle class, and then Bismarck, Saint Mary's, and Shanley are uh, again with enrollment in the middle class are opting up to double A. Bishop Ryan, at this point, I don't think has made uh, a finality on their decision, but right now the association has placed them at, at class B. Mm-hmm. That is also going to be some of those decisions through committee and the board where there's going to have to be some deadlines uh, that are going to be set on schools uh, choosing to opt up.
0: Without naming names, have you heard of schools that might break co-ops and go on their own?
1: Uh, I think so, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, in the in the Valley City area, I think there's some interest uh, from schools uh, that uh, feel as though they can bring back that identity. And and I think we all know about a secret that uh, some of our small schools had to co-op Right. Just simply for competitive purposes, and and to be able to have numbers, and and you know the focus goals, uh, excuse me, the focus group's goals from the the get go was to increase participation, but also increase the the number of teams. And we believed that increasing in the the number of teams um, by by dissolving a co-op for these positive purposes, um, because you're competing against schools of similar size and can be more competitive. That. Uh, kids within their own school walking down the hallways uh in Hankinson as an example
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, will be able to recruit their friends and and say hey come out and and compete for the pirates
0: all right um couple of things i i really for the tournament format like for the regional district and regional tournament formats why one thing i kind of wondered about is we were going to lose maybe in class well current class B the feel of the the region championship night and how uh that's one of the bigger nights of the year in uh, small school basketball, but the way that, uh, uh, you know, the the region champion moves on, but you're going to have that uh, basically those state qualifiers kind of challenge games, if you will. Um, Where did that come up in the tournament? I I really like that. I think it's going to add something extra to those region tournaments, at least to the uh, middle and bottom levels.
1: Yeah, again, the feedback from the member schools that want to make sure that the the top uh, eight teams are represented across the state of North Dakota when when uh, they show up at the state tournament, and so um, that's a, a new wrinkle, like, like you said, uh, um, with this plan. And, and so time will tell for for the association uh, in the next two years as this plan is implemented um, to see whether or not that that does what you just said and, and uh, continue to bring excitement to region tournaments and and the competitiveness. Uh, not in just the one specific region, but uh, all regions in in each division.
0: Uh, As far as state tournaments go, you're going to have basically two weekends now with A and B where the girls A and B will be played same weekend, uh, two separate sites, uh, same for the boys as well. Uh, Was there any talk about trying to make everything kind of like the Super A is now, or is that maybe more to come on that in future years? Um, What was the discussion on that?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I Brad, that's a great question. Uh, and and I think that's gonna, you know, again be part of the, the two year implementation to be able to see the effectiveness of this plan, see how it works and, and uh be able to collect that feedback from our member schools and, and so um ideally I think uh, the feedback that, that we had would have been to be able to have the super the double A super um tournament format where you have both boys and girls in the A on the same weekend, the same location. Um, concerns that that we had is is you potentially have 16 different teams uh, from the state um, all con- uh, converging on one one community, whether that be Bismarck, Fargo, Minot, um, and so the the concern was lodging um, accommodations. And so I think the next two years we'll be able to give some good data on how 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 much following uh, basketball fans have in North Dakota at these schools and and whether or not that's a, a possibility for a change in, in the next couple of years.
0: Uh did uh travel or how much did travel come up in uh in this proposal as far as good and uh good and bad? Yeah,
1: yeah so so one of the changes that was made was was going from in the middle class going from two regions, in the east and a west to four regions, um two in the east and, and two in the west. And um if schools are, are able to schedule home and away, so two in their in their region it's really going to to significantly decrease that travel burden that was in this previous version that the focus group had presented, and so that was part of the feedback. Again, on top of the multiplier was travel, and and of course we know with that middle class, particularly when you're including Wapiti or a Devil's Lake, mm-hmm. you're going to add some miles, and and so that was at, at at the center of some of this conversation, and part of the reason why those. Uh, middle class went to the four region.
0: All right, uh, a couple final questions for you, Josh Johnson, Superintendent at uh, Valley City Public Schools. So now it's implemented; it's been passed. Uh, between now and when they start rolling the rolling the balls off for the first practices here in uh, in, uh, in November, what more needs to be done? Um, to I guess, what are the the final tweaks? What are the main things you got to be concerned about?
1: Yeah, so you know this is this is historic change, like we said. And, and uh, 1962, and 1963 was the last three three class plan in, in North Dakota. I hope that uh, we can send out two classes in, in fine fashion this spring with uh, with the state tournaments, with the region tournaments, state tournaments coming up here, and then uh, it, it's time to, to start a new chapter in, in basketball in North Dakota at the conclusion of this season and. Uh, again, I think uh, everybody is is locked in and committed and and ready to go to work to to make that happen. And so, you know, things that we've we've talked about previously is uh, finalizing the the placements with the opt uh making sure that we know um, who's co oping who's dissolving a co op, um, and then scheduling. Um, I think are the things kind of at the forefront right now. Um, there's going to be some some additional considerations for halves and and quarters and referee assignments and and uh, you know, verifying again, state tournament locations that was brought up yesterday uh, during the board meeting that there, there is not a state tournament that's hosted West of highway 83. And I think that was a a great comment that uh, Mr. Guy Fridley, Mm -hmm. AD from Dickinson had, had commented on. And, and, uh, you know, again, this is, we want to make sure that basketball is, is represented across uh, all of North Dakota and each corner of the, the state. And so Um, Those are just a few of the things that uh, I think are going to be ironed out. And I I think everybody needs to be very realistic and, and recognize that uh, this is a new, new plan. This is a new endeavor. Like we said, that, that uh, we're all um, jumping in on together. And uh, there's going to be changes that, that are going to occur throughout uh, the next five, six, however many years. And, and so um, the reclassification committee is, is new. And uh, I kind of, like to reference that as a competitive balance committee, mm-hmm. because there's going to be that that opportunity to be able to make some adjustments on where schools are at, based on uh, their competitiveness or lack of competitiveness.
0: All right, Josh Johnson, appreciate uh, appreciate your time here throughout this uh, this process, and uh, yeah, let's 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 see what's uh, let's go forward here and see how this looks. But uh, thank for your time.
1: Thanks a lot, Brad.